welcome to Creative Piecemeal Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm your host, Tammy Takeishi. Join me for compelling conversations with artists, actors, authors, musicians, and other creatives about the impact of the creative and fine arts in their lives and our ever-changing world. Thank you for listening. Hello, welcome to Creative Piecemeal Podcast. Today I am joined by one of my friends, Nicholas Smith. He is a native of Houston, a master of architecture recipient from Hampton University. And after designing theme parks at Walt Disney Imagineering for 11 years, he is now an artivist, concept artist, children's book author, film illustrator, movie poster designer, and as well as the author-illustrator of several picture books, including The Golden Girls of Real, My Hair is Poofy and That's Okay, World Cup Women, and of course there are several more that just recently launched, which we can talk about. But hello and welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You have such an impressive bio that I won't be able to read it all right now, but it's in the show notes, so definitely check it out. Nicholas, you've been doing some amazing things in the last few years, but I gotta, I've got to start at the very beginning. Who or what inspired you to become an artist? Good question. I would say, I mean, well, my mom was, was very influential in my art path, my art career journey, all that stuff, because she always had art on the walls and she would bring art back from Africa and... Um, just art everywhere I always say like our house is kind of like a museum kind of thing it it just there's art all all over the place definitely my mom definitely definitely like all of the amazing artists from Marvel (laughs) that I that I saw growing up making like amazing illustrations of X-Men and stuff on I always used to collect the comic cards so like that comic books all that stuff lots of artists to to thank for (laughs) inspiring me when I was young um and I always would like you know watch whatever cartoons or whatever was on tv like trying to recreate that artists that I don't even know their names but like so many um over the years and then as I got older just like looking at amazing stuff by like Norman Rockwell and Kadir Nelson Sam Spratt like digital painters and stuff um, so lots of artists that were inspirational. That's excellent. What is something that people might not be familiar with your work? I noticed recently that, I don't know, I think like my canvas art, <laughs> people might not be familiar with. Um, every February I do like a canvas art series. And so mo- mainly I'm a digital painter, but then like I'll have, you know, four, uh, roughly about four canvas pieces every February that I do. So that, maybe that. Um, and then also, so my, my Sunday sketch series has been going on for 10 years, like digital paintings. So there's a, I feel like there's a ton of stuff from seven, eight, nine years ago that people don't know about. And I should probably like repost those paintings. 
a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have a huge collection of wonderful paintings and illustrations. And it's been really nice to watch watch you grow over the years because we met many, many moons ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just been so nice to see all the projects you've been involved in. And I'm sure there's a lot that you cannot talk about. But can you talk about some of your more recent ones that have just dropped? Sure. Um, yeah. So I my my book, uh, my latest picture book just came out called That Flag. And it was written by Tamika Fire Brown. And uh, that was like January 31st. Uh, so it's been out for a couple weeks now. And that was that one is is more about I have a I have a lot of books that might find themselves on like banned book lists and it's probably another one it's about these two girls who are best friends and their friendship is tested by the appearance of the Confederate flag um, because one of the girls one of the two girls her family has a Confederate flag and they fly in their yard so that. Um, stuff like that, you know, um, topics that are, I feel like are a little bit more challenging to, to discuss, but need to be discussed, um, and packaged in a way that like everybody can understand and especially younger folks. So yeah, that I'm excited about that. Um, I think a lot of people are going to love it and, and need to see this story. I also have a target line that just came out. <laughs> Um, of Marvel characters. I, I reimagined um, Black Panther, Storm, and Miles Morales. It's like in Target nationwide. I know, <laughs> it's, it's so cool. Crazy, yeah. Like I'm still like kind of in shock and when I go in Target and see my face on stuff. <laughs> um, crazy. Um, yeah, those are my couple of my latest things. And so this year, this year is off to a pretty great start for me, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I mean, both that your book series, the books that you do, um, you know, you don't shy away, like you said, from the more challenging topics. And I think that, you know, whether the books get banned or not, it's still so important that it's out there in the world. And then, of course, like you were mentioning about your target line and expanding and doing lots of other things. That's just wonderful that you're being showcased in your talent and I'm pretty sure it's going to get to the point where you're walking to Target on a Target run and people will like mob you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's it's really, I didn't even realize that they were going to, they put my face on the tag of all the clubs, <laughs> which is really cool. I have a, a two-year-old son and, you know, like we go in there and be like, my, my wife is like, who is that? He's like, daddy, Aww. daddy's on the clothes. So it's, it's really awesome. That's neat. Is there something that you haven't done yet that you might want to try in 2023 or beyond? Might want to try. I feel like one thing is just um, more like oil, like oil painting in general. I haven't done an oil. I I do acrylic painting on canvas. Um, So maybe like oil painting. It looks it looks like it will be fun. (laughs) Uh, experiment with that and then other than that I feel like just like just like different ways that my stories can be told um whether it's like graphic novel type thing or um just different formats maybe like for tv or film um 
exploring what that would look like. You know, you lead a creative life and you do lots of creative pursuits, but are there any creative hobbies you do outside of painting and art just to sort of chill? I mean, I feel like a lot of it nowadays is revolving around Zion, my two-year-old. <laughs> um, but we will, the things that I feel like we used to do, you know, before he showed up was like hiking and stuff. So we'll do that same stuff with him. Like, well, like we were, I was speaking um, at a, a conference in Hawaii recently and for our off time, we'll just like go find some rainforest type place or some some hikes and trails and things to take him on or like the beaches and stuff try to do some outdoorsy nature stuff do you find that you draw any inspiration from just being in nature when you do that um yeah that definitely I'm always thinking about like how to how to like visualize certain landscapes and stuff like that I, I worked on um, Wakanda Forever, the film, and a lot of that, the concept art stuff for films is really centered around, like, a lot of, like, landscapes, environments, different scenes, not so much, like, character design, but, like, different scenes that um, kind of from a wider angle, and then, like, populating the, the scenes with characters, yes, but not really focusing on, like, what are they wearing or, you know, the facial features of the characters, but more so like how does everything look in that environment? And then so every time I'm like anywhere, you know, traveling or something, I'm always like looking at different elements. And sometimes I'll like take, you know, even like take pictures and maybe use certain features. Like even if it's like close up, sometimes it's like close up of a crazy looking tree or something like that that I can use as part of a um, a landscape scene, like kind of a tiny detail that can be blown up to look like something else. Nice. In terms of your creative process, what is one of your favorite parts? Definitely the, when I, when I start out, um, it's like, there's a, there's a moment when, when it, cause I do a lot of speed paintings. And so there's, like this moment of like, uh, well, I have a lot of images, a lot of, you know, inspirational images, um, mood boards and stuff like that. But then when I'm starting to sketch and take all those ideas and put it down, it's kind of like this sculpture period of like what I call like the added subtract painting method um, of like just throwing a bunch of paint on the canvas, like digitally, you know, in Photoshop. So sketching really fast, some sort of shape, and then chipping away at it until like you get the right, whatever it is that I'm trying to create, like get it to look right. And I think that's one of the coolest parts is just like watching it kind of form like in real time, whatever that thing is that I'm trying to make, like how can I, how can I get this to look like I have this image in my head of what I want it to look like. And then it's really a struggle, like a a battle, like trying to put it, trying to get it to look exactly like I have it in my mind and really chipping away at all the pieces that aren't supposed to be there. And then just adding more and more layers of paint 
until it really starts to look exactly the way that I want it. Is there a least favorite part of the creative process for you? I don't know. Maybe like, I don't know, when it gets towards like, if it's not just a Sunday sketch where like, I have to keep it, I always want to keep it like loose and sketchy and, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's, that's great. But sometimes like, it might be for something else where it needs to be like way more, you know, detailed and perfect. (laughs) And I don't typically like, like, I don't like clean lines. I don't like it being like exact and perfect, but sometimes it might need to be a little bit more detailed and perfect. So like that, kind of those later stages of cleaning up the the look of it or cleaning up whatever it is um is probably a little bit less exciting but sometimes it's necessary for whatever that product is do you find yourself gravitating toward a specific color scheme or theme or anything for this new year If you've been feeling burned out, stressed, overwhelmed, or exhausted, the resources and courses at the Self-Care Institute are here to support you. The Self-Care Institute was founded by Dr. Ami Kunimura and provides support for individuals and organizations with burnout prevention, burnout recovery, and stress management. I've personally taken a few of these courses and found them to be super helpful, both professionally and personally. The care you give yourself matters just as much as the care you give to others. But if self-care is difficult for you, you're not alone. And the Self-Care Institute is here to support your well-being, resilience, and sense of fulfillment at work and at home. For more information, visit selfcareinstitute.com or go to the show notes and click on the link. Mm, I don't know. I feel like I'm always playing with all these different color schemes and I feel like it's whatever the the project kind of is speaking to but I do always have kind of my I have like my my favorite kind of color schemes which kind of bend towards like a orangish golden warm like yellowy that kind of thing but then I was just doing like a like a little speed painting demo and I was saying how like there's for some reason like there's this purple wash that I love to like put over everything. This some for some reason it really helps. I don't know for some just like this purple glow that I put on. Like you'll see a lot of my pieces kind of have it. it's really subtle, but it's like it helps a lot of times give a certain maybe it's like a a sci-fi thing or just like otherworldly kind of feel, but. Yeah, sometimes it's like a purple glow. Other than that, definitely, there's always a lot of like sunlight and trying to convey like some sort of hope or something where I'll have kind of like an orangey, golden, yellow vibe. Is there a piece of creative advice that you always follow or one that you always ignore? One that I always follow, I mean, I think it's, probably Nina Simone that says it, it's an artist's duty to reflect the times and look at what's happening in the world and 
you know, making one art piece a week, it's like, it seems like it might be hard. It might be easy to like run out of ideas or something, but creativity is everywhere around us. There's always inspiration and there's always a way to like be inspired by what's happening in the world or frustrated by what's happening in the world and like use that to create something new. So um, just always looking at what's happening, what's going on. And then I guess I would say um, artistically, I try to always think about like this concept of like everything is a remix, which there's like a a cool video that I had seen one time called everything is a remix and try to, you know, remind young artists like, there's not you're not really gonna you're not really gonna like just magically like create something that hasn't been done before like it's so it's it's not a problem to like look at what has what other artists have done and you know just be inspired by other things and I always tell young folks so like what I say is like emulate the greats or like see you know look at how Van Gogh created stuff or you know, any artists out there and try to like recreate that style and sometimes just for practice. And um, I think that helps artists like find their own voice really, just like trying a bunch of different styles. I've tried so many styles and practicing and then you'll eventually come up with your own, your own style, your own voice. Did you have any barriers, whether it was your own internal struggles or external struggles to reaching this current point in your career? I don't know if I would call it a barrier, but like there was like a lot of, for me, kind of like a a push towards, you know, going into a career that was like maybe less artistic or more engineering based or I don't know. I ended up doing architecture, which I use a lot, a lot of my art skills in architecture school. But I think there is this thing where it's just like in society, it's like, you know, you should you know, find a career path that is that, you know, a real job where you can become an engineer or something like that. And the art path for me took a long time to get to where I am now as a professional artist. And really, I don't, I mean, I don't have any regrets, but it was a, it was something where even personally, like just in my mind, and maybe that is part of the thing where, you know, society says, do this and don't do that, or this is a real job and this is not. But um, I never was the type of person to say, well, like, I want to be an artist when I grow up, you know. So I just ended up, you know, doing the architecture thing. And that, you know, it led to, it was great because it led to, you know, basically pitching ideas to Disney and becoming an Imagineer and doing all this stuff. And at the same time realizing like, oh, yeah, art is my passion. So I should probably be doing that every day yeah yeah would you say that disney trip that we had way back when was that like a turning point for you (laughs) yeah that was that was definitely a huge turning point i mean sometimes i think about like man i if i had never found out about imaginations in 2007 (laughs) like what would i be doing it was just great there's so many amazing people that we met and you know just like the artists the artists and the engineers and the writers like the the imagineers are just amazing and they were like very welcoming and 
you know, we're, we're so excited to see, you know, what ideas we had. And that was great in itself, just like a confidence booster. But also to see that there was this, I mean, I had no idea that there was a place that like designed, you know, theme parks that's called Imagineering um, until I got to college. So that was helpful to see that. And then being able to do an internship after after graduating and I literally just like drove out to California and never went anywhere else. <laughs> and I've been here in Los Angeles ever since. So um, definitely changed everything. It was definitely very inspiring to see all those talented people doing something they were so passionate about. Yeah, that was really cool. And and then you became one of those talented people who's passionate about what you do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, just it's kind of, it rubs off on you, I guess. And really, I think I, I just learned so much from a lot of the, the artists and even the artists who, are, who aren't there anymore, but the legends who they have art on the walls and stuff just sometimes I'll just stop by some of these art pieces every day and just stop and take notes mental notes on how they painted stuff and you know all that is is I still think about it's like in the back of my mind as I'm making the art that I make today what is a stereotype that you hope to break with your work I think there's just a lot of there's a ton of stereotypes that are placed on a lot of minorities, a lot of people who are who have been marginalized, who, you know, don't have like all the advantages that certain people have in this country. And some of it, like one example, just like creating creating paintings of like immigrants or asylum seekers or things like that who are coming to the border. Um, and literally just painting them with their families to show um, they that, that they are just like anybody else who wants to protect their families and no they don't they don't they're not like bringing drugs and all these other things and you know that the majority of the asylum seekers were just like people fleeing terrible circumstances who want a better life you know stuff like that where I try to create for one create portraits uh, that are looking at you in the eye and a way for for you to see the humanity in that person even in a digital painting you know trying to see that humanity that's that's one of the things that I feel like can help um and it seems to to be to have an impact even like I said even a portrait painting portrait of somebody looking you in the eyes um, um and it just makes you want to get to know that person for who they are and, and kind of breaks down and pushes away all of the stereotypes or all, whatever negative thing is kind of trying to be perpetuated. Yeah. yeah. I definitely love the variety of your work. And like you said, the humanity and the fact that you're not afraid to paint something that is in the news, you know, and current events and just bringing to light a lot of, a lot of things, both the good, the bad and the ugly, I guess, of, about our world. Yeah, it's it's not easy, but it's something that I feel like is very important, and we have to we have to talk about the the hard stuff, the stuff that is usually tried to be swept under the rug, and the stuff that we actually need to talk about if we want to move forward as a society. You've definitely created a lot of very moving portraits, and you know I'm sure made so many people so proud with your work. 
But I am curious, is there anything you wish you had known when you first started on this journey? Maybe just like more from an artistic point of view, like wish I had known more artists or more influential painters and things like that, that I feel like coming from the architecture world, sometimes I feel like I'm still like learning the art world in terms of like knowing a, a ton about construction documents and engineering and all of that stuff and jumping into, you know, the art world. So it's a little different, but I'm kind of just like picking it up, you know, as I go, like what, which artists to know and, you know, who's doing what and the, the, the waves and the riding the waves that are, that are coming along in the art world. Um, it's, it's exciting. Maybe it's more exciting that way, not knowing, <laughs> just like figuring out as I go along. Definitely an adventure, right? Yeah. Excellent. Well, one final question before we let you go. In your own words, what does it mean to live a creative life? To live a creative life, I think it it means, for one, just like standing on the shoulders of of giants who have come before you, honestly, because I do feel like creativity is really just like a mix of your own amazing ideas and stuff that has happened in the past and mixing it together to make something new, that kind of thing. But also just really finding the thing that, that frustrates you or the thing that you want to like shout out about the top of a mountain, those things that really, you know, that really you want to see fixed in the world as part of like the artivism that I make is like, trying to inspire people to make a positive change, like calling out all those broken bones, being creative. And I th- I do, I always say like, I think everybody has creativity, but when you find that thing that really frustrates you and then it's like, okay, what am I going to, what am I going to do about this thing? I feel like your creativity is like activated even more when you're, when you're trying to make art related to that thing, then I think, you know, you're going to have even more creativity and you're gonna be inspired to to make something really amazing which is why I try to encourage everybody to make artivism like make something that will help inspire people to make a change you know excellent well Nick thank you so much for joining the podcast it was wonderful to catch up with you thank you this was amazing and listeners please check out the show notes for Nick's full bio and also where you can purchase his books. He is a New York Times bestselling illustrator. And pop into Target if you haven't gotten there recently and check yeah. out his Marvel collection. That's right. Target, uh, And then also uh, Nicholas.art is my website. Awesome. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Like the show? Have a question? Stop by the Facebook and Instagram pages. Links are in the show notes or search for creative piecemeal podcast on social media and click follow for all the latest.